how it's going to be. <laughs> this show has explicit language and mature themes. John. Put the D in explanation. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> hey, John, will you give us that lick? <laughs> Explanations. I'm Dexter Sorensen. I look some stuff up on Wikipedia, and I'm going to explain it to my friend David Drondale. Hey, David. Hey, Dex. What are we going to learn about today? We're going to be talking about chimeras. Oh, fuck yeah! I love chimeras! I was actually just thinking yeah. about these because of, well, sci-fi. Yeah, it's a, this is basically a sequel to Twins. Oh, okay, I see, episode. yeah. Oh, interesting. Human chimeras? Yeah, and we're going to be using some of the same terminology, but you probably won't need to listen to the last episode. But if you want to, you'll get some good terminology. Anyway, let's start with mythological chimeras. Okay, makes sense. In Roman mythology, a chimera was a, a creature that had body parts of different various animals. Usually they had the head of a lion, breathed fire, had a snake for a tail, and the head of a goat sprouting off their back. Okay. Interesting. I didn't know that that was the normal format. Yeah. I mean, it had various forms. Right. But and that was now, like the standard. Yeah. And now popular culture has made a million different variations of that. Yeah. But that's not what we're going to be really talking about today. We're going to be talking about genetic chimeras. Okay. So... When we talk about chimeras today, we're mostly talking about a real situation where a single organism is composed of different populations of cells with distinct genotypes. Right. So basically, it it is a single organism that has cells in it that come from two separate genes. Yeah. Two, se- uh, two separate genomes. Yep. Sorry. So for animals, this happens because two different zygotes fuse together and create a single organism. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that happened. Yeah. So when I've like, heard of chimeras, it's been in a different context. I had yeah, no idea. Yeah, you can idea. create them three ways. You can create them you can create them in vitro and, or like artificially create them or they can happen the fraternal twin way, basically where they're collapsed together and become a single organism. Okay. Or like vanishing twin or um they can also happen a third way. Uh, I don't know. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> that first way is what I've heard of mostly. In fact, I have a really interesting story about that later. You do? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, basically, the zygotes of two fraternal twins fuse and become a single person or animal. Most of the time, it's unnoticeable, and most chimeras will live their life without realizing they're chimeric. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Why would you? Yeah. It's hard to notice unless there are noticeable differences in phenotype. I mean, even if you did like an ancestry test, that wouldn't really help you at all because you're just because taking you're DNA from one, one little... Yeah, yeah. yeah, and not only that, one part. Um, it's your sibling that became a part of you. And so and your ancestry is going to be identical. Yeah, like, for example, you may have one hitchhiker's thumb and one straight thumb. Whoa, or really? You could have... So you can have traits 
that are inherited from different genes appearing simultaneously in your phenotype. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's really fucking or cool. Or you could have patchy skin or patchy eye, eye pigmentation. Okay. Or the entire bottom half of your body could have a different genetic code than the rest of your body. Like, it varies in the degree of chimerism. Like, you could just have a birthmark that has different genes. Okay. Or you could, like, basically be split 50-50 between two different genotypes. Yeah. Holy crap. It's just amazing to me that, like, those, like, the immune system doesn't respond to that. That's pretty incredible. I mean, I guess it's just so similar uh, as to be well, indistinguishable. Similar, to th- but well, I mean, also, like, okay, you know what? It, it's actually not that surprising when I th- think about it because the immune system is like an adaptive, it's a developmental thing. And so if it's always been there, how would it ever be have perceived as alien? Yeah. Um, as opposed to like an organ transplant. Yeah, let me read this uh, quote from Wikipedia about intersexuality because it kind of leads into what we were just talking about. Most chimeras composed of both male and female sex cells probably do not have an intersex condition, as might be expected if the two cell populations were evenly blended throughout the body. Often, most or all of the cells of a single type will be composed of a single cell line, i.e., the blood may be composed predominantly of one cell line and the internal organs of another cell line. I see. Interesting. So they take up... Each genome takes up different systematic roles. Yeah, that could be why the immune system doesn't actually attack the other cells in the body. Well, I mean, that explains part of it. But I mean, so I guess what I'm saying is that had you been transplanted with a new circulatory system, certainly your immune system would immediately attack it. Uh, Because a lot of your immune cells are made in the bone marrow and, and whatnot. And so like they would certainly attack a lot of the cells in that new... Um, circulatory system, but I think because you develop from the beginning that way, with yeah. that, your immune system wouldn't ever perceive it as hostile because it's always because been it's part there. of the body. Yeah, and the immune system is adaptive in a lot of ways. Yeah, so that's basically chimerism: is that two different zygotes fuse and become a single organism. So let's talk about some miscellaneous chimera stuff. Um, if an organism has different genotypes that come from the same zygote, it's not a chimera. It's said to be a mosaic. Oh, interesting. So like okay. if uh, one cell line changes and then the rest of the cell line has those same genes, then that's a mosaic. Would that mean, like it happens would that mean because a single egg be fer- being fertilized by two separate? No, no, no. That's a, that would be a chimera. Like, uh, basically, it happens because a mutation or loss of chromosome in a single zygote will only be passed down to its daughter cells. Okay, in this in a single cell of a zygote? Yeah. Okay. And so, like, its daughter cells now. will change, and that's a mosaic and not a chimera. Okay, so basically, Because like... a chimera implies that they have two different zygotes. Right, I understand. Um, let's talk about symbiotic chimerism. And a good example of symbiotic chimerism is the anglerfish. And in order to mate, male anglerfish, which are significantly smaller than female anglers, will bite and attach to the body of a female. 
and then the male will release an enzyme that digests the female's body and his mouth. Yep. Yeah. And then they fuse and become one hermaphroditic individual. Yeah, because his basically his entire central nervous system gets cannibalized mm-hmm. uh, by her body, and his most of his internal organs end up being used for. Yeah, they start um, to atrophy. Yeah, and, and he end just up being grows used some... as nutrients for her, and then her circulatory system merges with his, and he, and he, just, he just grows huge a... testicles. Yep, is exactly. basically what happens, and so he just becomes a pair of nuts dangling off of the side of her. Yeah, and that would be a chimera because they have two different genotypes. And that makes sense because they merge into a single organism. Mm-hmm. Like his entire individuality is actually consumed. So yeah, uh, and why they would do it is the female part of the body releases eggs, and they have a better chance of being fertilized. Oh, also yeah, like multiple males could actually attach. Attach, to. yeah, and sometimes I think they've seen as many as four or five males attached to a single female, and the reason they do it is because you really only have as a male, you're much smaller than the females. First mm-hmm. off. A fraction of the size and then secondly you have to imagine where they live in the abyss it's just so unlikely that they'll find another female in their lifetime yeah that is it's a once in a lifetime shot if they find her that's that's it and that's what their genes programmed them for exactly um that's yeah and they just dissolve and become part of the same they become part of the lover forever. Yeah, in a weird way, it's kind of beautiful. Yeah, it is kind of beautiful <laughs> and gross at the same time. Yep. Let's talk about bone marrow transplants. Okay. So a lot of the time, people who receive bone marrow transplants will change their blood types and then have the blood donors type. And uh, oh, I, yeah, and uh, that's they then become chimeric because they have two different ge- of genotypes. Course, yeah. Okay. And actually, after any organ donation, the recipient is it's technically, technically chimeric. a chimera. Yeah. That makes sense. Because you have two different genotypes working within you. Um, so I, I guess actually the only exception would be if you get an organ donated from an identical twin. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Because you have the same genome. They have the same genotype, so they're not significantly distinct and they wouldn't be considered chimeric. Okay. Same, same as if, like, two identical twins merged in the same way as fraternal twins merged and became, like, a f- same zygote, they wouldn't be considered a chimera. They were originally two organisms that became one, but, but they, they were initially that's not the, di- the same. definition of chimera. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, let's talk about growing organs in other animals. So uh, let's the, do that. Yeah. <laughs> in the future, this could be a good solution for the critical shortage of donor organs that people need. Like every 10 minutes, someone is added to the waiting list for organ transplantation. Ooh. And 22 people on the list die every day without access to life saving organs. And we could potentially grow hearts, livers, pancreases, and other vital organs in pigs or other animals by making chimeras of them. Yeah, Margaret Atwood actually made a series of novels um, that had this as a primary concept. Did she? They were really good, yeah. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it's 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 an idea that's been explored quite, quite a bit because they're so similar to us that it wouldn't be that much of a stretch. No, it wouldn't. And we've actually made human pig chimeras already. Oh, have we? Okay. Yeah. And, uh, we've done it in an effort to study how to grow human organs and pigs, but they've never made it past 28 days because of ethical issues. 
Oh. And like the ensuing fetus has to be terminated. Right, right. Because yeah, they just won't. But like it's an easier solution to implant human ge- a human genotype into a pig blastocyst right after a zygote than it would be to implant a human organ in a pig and have it grow then. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, just just start it. Yeah, yeah. In the beginning. I think that's how we do most chimeras that I'm aware of, like, in terms of um, experimental chimeras, is we introduce um, a cell line from another organism when it is a embryo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, they, they, so, for instance, the first time I was introduced to chimeras in that fashion, it was an experiment that was done on increasing mouse intelligence. And, um, it was a wild success and all they really did was they, so, so in your brain, you have neurons, Mm -hmm. uh, which are like the processing power. And then you have glia, which are these, a range of different cells that basically facilitate, um, the optimal efficiency of the neurons so they like clean up chemical oh, waste yeah, yeah. they keep clean they they keep basically the environment for the neurons optimal for their operation mm-hmm. and so basically janitors around there yeah exactly janitors um and kind of like building managers yeah uh as well architects yeah exactly and so <clears throat> what they did was they injected these mice embryos with a cell line of human glia and the human glia or well, specifically astrocytes. Um, and what happened is because our brain is just so much larger and thus produces so much more waste, uh, our astrocytes have evolved to be really, really efficient and really, really productive. Oh, cool. And so when they, uh, these mice had these human cell line astrocytes in their brain, it outcompeted the mice's native glial astrocytes immediately. Ooh, and, and so were it they took markedly over. more intelligent? They were. So basically, like, they're not going to speak or anything like that. Oh, yeah. But they did they everything that mice better. do better than normal mice. And the only difference is that they grew up with wow. human glia. God, it kind of sucks that we're the smartest animal we know of. Yeah. Because if we could just inject <laughs> we, some somebody other else's smarter, glia into yeah. our brain. <laughs> uh, yeah, but actually, it could be better to grow organs in cows because cows have an approximately nine month gestation period and pigs have like closer to six months. And so, like, by the time it's born, the human cells might be underdeveloped. I see. Or something, something like that. I don't no, actually, I see. That ma- I mean, yeah. that makes sense. <clears throat> I think, thankfully, though, and I don't, obviously, I don't know anything about this, but thankfully, though. This I is how I'm going to live forever, by the way. Most. <laughs> One of the ways. Well, you got yeah, you got to hit that first marker, which is like life extension, and then you live long enough to hit the second marker, which extends your life further, and yeah. then eventually they've just solved mortality. Exactly. But um, I think the one nice work around for that or like cheat that might work for that is the fact that like most of the reason for such a long development for humans is our brain. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if like, I don't know, but I wonder if it's, it's also not that's that why big we get a deal. If these things end up being like little preemie organs, because a heart just doesn't take as long to develop as a brain uh, does that's a, that's a human true. brain. That's why we get de- delivered pretty much premature. It, yeah, that and because we stand upright. Yeah. Like we have load-bearing uh, pelvises, and that means because they're load-bearing, they have to be uh, relatively thick and narrow. 
and bowl shaped to keep our guts in. Yeah. And so we're not, we don't have great pelvises for giving birth. And then it doesn't help that we have a massive freaking noggin uh, <laughs> to fit our enormous brains in. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about one interesting case of chimerism. Uh, Lydia Fairchild. So Lydia, she was pregnant with her third child when her and the father of her children separated. And she applied for child support in 2002. And as is a regular requirement, she underwent a paternity test. And she failed the paternity test and was found not to be the mother of her own children. Whoa, what? (laughs) Oh, oh my goodness, I've heard this. Okay, I've heard this story. Yeah, the father was indeed determined to be the father. And she was accused of welfare fraud and went on to the went to the court to determine parentage of and custody. And the evidence against her was strong. Her own father actually doubted her motherhood. Oh, yeah. I guess he never witnessed her during her pregnancy yeah. or And uh, she was worried wow. that when she dropped her dirty. kids off at daycare, it may be the last time she would see them. And a judge Jeez. appointed a witness to be present at the birth of her third child because she was pregnant at the time. Uh-huh. And the results came back negative again. She wasn't the mother, even <laughs> though <laughs> even though the court-appointed witness had actually seen her birth. And so she was accused of being a surrogate mother. Oh, geez, I didn't realize that part. Yeah. And eventually her state-appointed attorney became aware of another case where a mother, Karen had been found to be a chimera upon testing her sons for compatibility for a kidney transplant. And she was like a more well-off woman. And it was determined that her two eldest sons were not genetically her sons, but her youngest was. That's a good attorney. Yeah, actually, especially that a state-appointed attorney. Yeah. Um, I mean, not dissing on state-appointed attorneys, but just the fact that she yeah. she just got him because of her civil rights. Yeah. She didn't have to pay. Um, so yeah, let's get back to Lydia. When the judge learned about her about chimeraism and the possibility that she could actually be the mother, he granted her custody and child support. But she was still curious and continued to undergo extensive test testing. And actually two sets of chromosomes were found in her cervical smear results. And so yeah, she's totally a chimera. And basically a large portion and, uh, if not the majority of her sex organs were, in fact, um, from a different genome. Yeah, I actually saw then one the YouTube video that said the whole bottom half of her body was that okay. was another chimera. But I only saw that on one YouTube video, so I'm only confident in saying that like part of her cervix had chimerism. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, her eggs must have actually. So, like the the ovaries must have actually been from a separate genome, well, or then, at least the ovaries her, that those her eggs mouth, came from. Then her, then her mouth test. But who knows how extensive her chimerism is? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Oh, some people do know. She went extensive testing. She probably knows. Um. <laughs> uh, do you got anything else you want to talk about chimerism? Yes. Hit me with it. Okay, so. I learned that um, I, I believe on some level, all mothers are actually uh, chimeras to a degree in the sense that <clears throat> for decades and possibly even for the remainder of the life of the mother, <clears throat> after... Stop clearing your throat so much. <laughs> after uh, she has a pregnancy, 
will, regardless of whether it comes to term to, or term or not, will then carry that child's stem cells uh, in her. Oh, really? Yeah. Just they they just so kind like of, anyone who has they, ever given birth. Nope. Will you don't be... have to give birth. If you have a pregnancy and it doesn't go to term, oh, it doesn't okay. matter. You Thank still you. have their Thank you, you still have the stem cells floating around inside you. Thank you. That that sounds insensitive and ignorant. What I said. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> I mean, it's true. But uh, yeah, that's cool. And then one other thing. In a broad sense, we're actually all, and by all I mean all complex organisms, chimeras, because we all have mitochondria in our cells, mm. and. Those mitochondria do not share our DNA. They have their own RNA uh, genome Truth. that uh, that they operate on, and don't but, use our DNA. You inherit but your mitochondria from your mom. essential for the function of our body. They are absolutely yeah yeah. Complex organisms can't exist without them because otherwise, energy production isn't efficient enough to support such an intricate structure. Yeah. So yeah, that was a chimerism. Unless you got something else, you got more. Nope. Nope, I'm done. So yeah, that was Chimerism, <laughs> the second part to Twins. And that is it for this episode. Dexplanations is recorded at Rabbit Pen Studios in Eugene, Oregon. It's produced, edited, and provided them sweet licks by Jonathan Cunningham. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash Dexplanations or leave a review on iTunes. Big thanks to Quinn V for our first negative review. And a much bigger thanks to Tim OB for his review. Likely, we got a bunch of things wrong. If you want to tell me about it or just want to bullshit, hit me up at DexplanationsPodcast at gmail.com. Tweet me at Dexplanations, comment on the Instagram, or talk about it on the subreddit. I'll bring it up in a later episode or do a new episode about it. You're the only thing that's making this show grow, so please tell someone to subscribe. We're gathering a bit of steam, and I think you've played an integral role in that. And you should know, the world is a better place with you in it. Bye now.